Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. The seven readings of the name Allah, part three, from Lamul Ma'rifa to Al Fasl, from the Lam of divine knowledge to the separation or the gap between the Lam and the Alif. A Mudakara by Sheikh Muhammad Fawzi Al Karkari, Qaddas Allah Sirrah, from February 10th, 2022. When the servant passes through the Ha and knows its secrets and then journeys through the Lam al-Ishq wal-Qabd, the Lam of love and constriction, and gains direct knowledge thereof, he finally enters upon the Lam al-Ma'rifa, the Lam of Gnosis or divine knowledge. The Lam al-Ma'rifa carries the secrets that were contained within what we call Al-Alif Al-Ilmi that Alif of knowledge that separates the Lam Al-Ishq Al-Qabd into two and that's why we call the Lam Al-Ma'rifa the Lam of Ma'rifa or of direct knowledge it's named after the Alif Al-Ilmi the Alif Al-Ilmi within Lam Al-Ishq is the Lam Al-Ma'rifa and if the Alif Al-Ilmi were not to enter into Lam al-Ishq, then the murid would experience the Lam as either Bast only or Qabd only. As for the Lam al-Ma'rifa itself, it brings together the opposites. The Lam al-Ma'rifa, in other words, delivers you from the Qabd, Bast, Ishq, Qahr, constriction, expansion, love, coercion of the Lam al-Ishq. The Lam al-Ma'rifa is the root that caused the Alif al-Ilmi to grow in the first Lam. So after undergoing Qabd and Bast, Qabd and Bast, Qabd and Bast, now in the third reading of the name, what the Shaykh will do is he will go into Bast and he'll place the Murid into Qabd. Here, the murid must fear his own sense of self and his pride and self-admiration and envy because the shaykh will become meek before you. He will step down. Otherwise, you can't taste this qabd or the constriction. The shaykh will clothe you in his own garb. He will clothe you in majesty, in jalal. He will call you Sidi. He will raise your value and your status. Then he'll step back and observe you in order to teach you how vicegerency flows and pervades, how Khilafa actually works. This is where Iblis stumbled. Iblis, he knows the Ha. He's a monotheist. He has Asrar. But he said, I'm better than Adam. Adam clothed Iblis in Ma'rifa, along with all the angels. Iblis possessed secrets of the names. He proclaimed, I have secrets, but the prostration was too much for him. Abba was takbar. He refused and became proud. He said, I learned the names. I know what he knows. I too am a wali. I pray Monday and Thursday. 
I am from Alul Bayt, and so on. In Lamul Ma'rifa, the murid risks asserting his own ego. You see, if you wish to learn how to read the singular and all comprehensive name of Allah, you have to transcend the I Thou duality. You want to learn Tawheed, you want to learn how to voice God's oneness. You have to learn to unite yourself with your Shaykh. If you can't become one with him, you can't gather the names under the singular name Allah. In the first reading of the name, in the Ha, we brought together all the names for you in the Ha and singled out the name Al-Wali. When you learnt to unite the name Al-Wali with the name Allah, the Wali conceals himself now in Lam Al-Ma'rifah and the name Allah manifests. In order to read the name Al-Wali, we want you to become a Wali. But the problem is that when you arrive at Lam Al-Ma'rifah and enter upon Al-Fasl, the gap that separates the Lam from the Alif, you wish to assert yourself. You renounce your Shaykh and everyone else. If only you were to renounce yourself as well in the process. Unfortunately, you assert yourself. What's left after the Lamul Ma'rifa is the Alif. And you haven't yet studied the Alif. So you can't use it. You can't say, Ana, me. The one who says, Lillah, for God, is the one who succeeds in Lam Al-Ma'rifa. The one who asserts himself falls. In order for the Shaykh to make you become Lillah for God, he must conceal himself and say, I leave you with your Lord. He gives you half of the shares. He makes you partner. You take 50, he takes 50. You two become one. If you see the Shaykh as your light, as your heart, as your hearing, as your seeing, as your all, then you become the light of the Shaykh. Which means that you become Shaykh, right? What's left? Nothing. You see, for the Shaykh to give you this chance at attainment, he has to conceal himself at the stage of Lamun Ma'rifa. He then observes you to see if you serve for the sake of Allah, if you are Lillah, or if the Shaykh's stepping down becomes an obstacle in your journey. If your nafs manifests at the stage of Lillah, if the bow of the noon of Ana, of I, of ego manifests, and you become puffed up, the only cure is to deflate you with the needle of the Aliful Muqaddar, the hidden Alif. As we've explained elsewhere, the space between the Lamul Ma'rifa and the Alif is filled with hidden Alifs that you don't see. They're like names in a state of non-manifestation, just as the names of the Ha are names in the state of manifestation. These hidden Alifs between the Lamul Ma'rifa and the Alif of the name are your cure in order for you to learn that the noon of Ana or that your sense of egoic separative existence is an illusion and it doesn't really belong to you. The Alif 
will deflate you, like a needle. The Sheikh will teach you that it can be found in all Muslims, because God discloses himself by his names in all his servants. Thus, we place you in front of another name, Al-Mu'min, which becomes your mirror. Al-Mu'minu mir'ata akhih, the Mu'min is the brother of the believer. We will tell you, you imagine yourself to be so great, so accomplished, so spiritually advanced. But look at that person, he's a wayfarer as well. The other one entered Khalwa. That one has experienced a fayda, a full outpouring of light. And in so doing, in so divulging the secrets and the states and disclosures of other murids, the shaykh begins to shake you up. He starts to wake you up. He reminds you how many murids are out there. The Aliful Muqaddar. We call this the wasl, the joining. And this state is natural. It's your qarin, it's your demonic counterpart. It's not some jinn. The qarin is born with you and it dies with you. It's like your shadow. Your qarin has waited patiently in the ha and the lamb and the lamb waiting for this chance to awaken, to express itself. The qarin has finally found its chance to wake up. The shaykh has given you everything. He stepped down. These are the steps of a shaytan. The, now the qarin wants to speak up. Here the murid slips. This is where he falls. And so the fasl between the lamul ma'rifa and the alif is where the shaykh can cure you. Then there was a murid who asked, Is this where the murid tries to destroy his shaykh? The shaykh responds, Yes, this is the stage where the murid tries to kill his master. Why? Because when the shaykh finds that the murid has fallen, he says, Wait, did you know that so-and-so had an incredible disclosure? Did you know that so-and-so had this remarkable witnessing? The shaykh starts to divulge the disclosures of the fuqara because only the shaykh knows the disclosures and the levels of the disciples only he knows the names that they invoke and work on even if you have two disciples who are twins each single disciple is different from the other and none can divulge their secrets but the shaykh and so the shaykh tells the fallen murid look at that murid look at the other and the fallen murid begins to crash in these waves caused by the shaykh. And we work with him until we wash his thoughts with all those waves so that only the shaykh remains. Then the murid starts to see the shaykh as the alif. And when he sees the shaykh as the alif and wakes up, then the shaykh gives him the alif just as he gave him the lamb by inclining toward him. So now the murid moves from the lamul ma'rifa to this fasl, to this separation. Here, the anecdote between Sayyidina Jibreel and Rasulullah is important to remember. When Gabriel reaches the highest reaches of the nocturnal ascent of the Prophet he says, if I go any further, I would burn. The Prophet says, is this where an intimate friend leaves his intimate friend behind? Is this where Khalil leaves his Khalil?
observe the peak of courtesy that the Prophet ﷺ has with his companion. He's not waiting for this chance to assert himself. On the contrary, he wants Sayyidina Jibreel, the Archangel Gabriel, to come in with him. But Ma'rifa at this station has to be solitary because Ma'rifa accepts only oneness, not duality. Only one can enter. And so the Prophet ﷺ enters. But when he enters, he says, Salamun alayna wa ala ibadillahi salihin. Peace be upon us and upon God's righteous servants. In the plural, there's a plurality, there's multiplicity once you enter alone. But to enter, you have to enter alone as a fard, as a single individual. So the Shaykh at this stage strips the murid away from the fuqara. He places him in solitude. He leaves him just with the shaykh to arrive at fasl. Otherwise, if he keeps him among the other murids, he'll never grasp it. He'll have no awareness of it. Subhanallah, the murid at this stage begins to incline towards solitude naturally. They want to be alone. The transition from Lam al-Ishq to Lam al-Ma'rifah and from there to the Fasl, at this point the Murid starts desiring to withdraw from his or her spouse, from their job, from their transactions. They wish to be alone, not because they detest the here below, far be it, but because they find their rest and their intimacy with the one and only, not with any other, with Allah Ta'ala. And so just the shaykh remains. And the shaykh himself steps down. And he says, be for Allah. Now he takes the lamb. And what happens in tajalli is he becomes lillah. He becomes for Allah. Alone with his Lord. But he starts forgetting what he journeyed through. He clings to the third reading of the name. If he doesn't arrive at fasl, if he attaches himself to the murids at this stage, then we have to separate him from them. And we disclose to the murid the secrets of al-fasl, the frightening reality of the path. Now the murid cannot bear to even remain in the zawiya. He remains in fasl on his own for a year or more. Last Ramadan in 2021, there was a French faqir who practiced the 40-day khalwa, we guided him through the fasl, even though he had no knowledge of it. Murid thought that he did a 40-day withdrawal or ihtikaf in Ramadan, which they thought was so great. In fact, it was the most appropriate solution, because he couldn't bear being with others, and so the solution was to close himself up in a room. Murid would say, oh, mashallah, He's left everything, his phone, everything behind. In fact, he was entering into Fasl from Lam al-Ma'rifah. After a period of solitude and withdrawal, this period of Fasl, the Shaykh then brings the Murid out from Fasl and back into Wasl, from separation to union, from disjunction to conjunction. He brings the disciple and puts him in front of their counterpart. As though the murid in solitude 
were searching for that one counterpart on their path. The Sheikh places the Murid with an equal, and this teaches the disciple to see all Murids as his Sheikh, not just another Murid. If he doesn't arrive at this state of union, of attainment, of wasl, if he's not able to see every Murid as Muhammad Fawzi, Muhammad Fawzi here, a Muhammad Fawzi with this other Murid, a Muhammad Fawzi with this Murid, then he won't be able to grasp the hidden alifs that are contained in this gap between Lamul Ma'rifah and the alif of the divine name. When the murid begins to recognize his shaykh in every murid around him, subhanallah, the alif starts to disclose itself around him. He will search for it and he'll begin to produce knowledge. A state of bewilderment and an astounding depth begins to be articulated on the tongue of the murid. Now the murid is being shown the spring source of sainthood, manba'ud wilaya. The sheikh now teaches the murid the equilibrium of the two sides of the alif, so that the two poles are in a state of balance. Wa'aqimul wazna bil qisti. The murid learns to set right the balance. As we've said elsewhere, the alif consists of three vertically aligned dots. The middle dot represents the dot of the shaykh, manba'u al-wilaya. And the alif consists of risala and nubuwa, with wilaya between the two. The murid at this stage learns equilibrium. The pendulum of equilibrium is the shaykh himself. And the murid learns to serve the alif. And so he works on nubuwa, prophethood. He needs the shaykh as the middle balance between the two. And another murid at the other end of the alif to work on risala, to study messengerhood. He can't read the alif as one. Only one knows the one, the one and only, al-wahid al-ahad. But the faqir is a servant, and the shaykh is a servant. And so now the murid needs a counterpart. The shaykh then pulls out his cane to explain. He says, this cane that I'm holding in my hand is the alif. The shaykh is here in the middle of the cane of the alif. He's in the manba'ul wilaya, and you have nubuwa at the bottom, and risala above. So you have one murid on top who's studying risala, messengerhood. Then the shaykh switches the cane, returns it from up to down, and places risala on the bottom and nubuwa on top. And so now you have risala, messengerhood, on the bottom. The murid who's learning about the alif is always on the bottom. And so if he's studying risala on the bottom, nubuwa will always be on top. If it's his turn to study nubuwa, prophethood, he will study it on the bottom so that risala goes on top. He's always placed on the bottom so that what he works on remains elevated. 
he must learn to give rifa or elevation to the one he's working with and practicing reading the alif with and so that counterpart becomes like the spirit of this murid in the path we say these two that are studying the alif with the sheikh in the middle are the imams this is when you hear the expression imams two imams al-imamain in the tariq in the levels of wilaya these are the two murids working on the alif and the one in the middle you can call them the axial saints al-qutb so the fasl and the wasl between the lam and the alif prepares you to study the alif in wasl in this phase after fasl after separation you have the names of beauty al-asma al-jamaliya this gap that you see between the alif and the lam al-ma'rifa is what we call khazinat al-asma al-asliya the primal treasury of the divine names it's located between the alif and the lam those primal names are the ones that are found in the ha the flow of light of the names in the ha are found in the wasl between lam al-ma'rifa and the alif this gap these names in non-manifestation are the highest disclosures of the names you might say that these names in butun in non-manifestation in the fasl and wasl they prefigure this halo of the names within the ha and beneath the names in the ha are the names that are written in hand the written asma when you disclose the ha you bring together the flow of the names from this fasl wasl all the way through into the ha and into the traces of physical existence in the here below that's why we tell you at the ha and throughout your path to keep assembling the rings of light assemble as many rings of light as you can assemble the flow of the names keep doing it even if you assemble a thousand rings each ring is a name you have one ring one halaqa for the name as-samia the hearing one for the name al-aziz the mighty they're like beads that enter into the string of the subha if there are more than 100 rings that you've assembled you should know that god has taught certain names to hidden servants and he brings them out perhaps you will be one of them so assemble them it's not just a routine you're going to use all those assembled rings that you assembled in the ha in this fasl and wasl in the khazinatul asma al asliya in the treasury of primal names in the fasl and wasl the more you do at the beginning the more knowledge you gain at this stage so to wrap up if you have a sense of the grandeur of the divine name if you have this at least theoretical knowledge of what the name is in your heart then the name will become your furthest goal 
and you'll work on it. You'll focus on the name of Allah. You'll invoke the name. Some simply love specific names like Ar-Razzaq, the provider. They get really happy when we prescribe Ya Kafi Ya Ghani Ya Fatah Ya Razzaq O Sufficer, O Independent Rich One, O Opener, O Provider. They get excited. For that type of murid, it's hard to really venerate the name of Allah in the heart. How can you carry the Ismul Jalala in your heart when you're turning to other things? The Ismul Jalala has it all. When the murid enters into khulwa, we tell him not to read the Qur'an, not to make any dua, but just to pray the canonical prayer, because that was imposed in heaven. It's up. It's up there. The Qur'an is a descent from the heaven to the earth. And in khulwa, you are in the heavens. So you just invoke the all-comprehensive name of Allah and perform the prayers. You never abandon them, and you do so in a state of wudu. And we tell you in the khulwa to fast. There's no food there. Because, abitu inda rabbi yut'imuni wa yasqeen. I remain with my Lord at night, and He's the one who gives me food and water from the malakut. All your energies from the malakut. There's no food, there's no drink, all the force is there. Hence, the continuous fast. As-Sawmul Wisal of the Prophet for three, for four, for seven days of Wisal. And he prohibited his companions for doing it because he would say, Abitu Ainda Rabbi yut'imuni wa yasqeen. My Lord directly feeds me and gives me water. When the murid practices the continuous fast, he drinks water, the water of life, but not food. The murids in the first khulwa of the ha, they sometimes get upset when the food doesn't arrive. They feel hurt. If you get no food in the khulwa, it's a sign of divine love. Why? Because in the khulwa of the fasl and wasl, where you're in solitude that we described in this gap, you're studying or reading what we call the musallamatul kanziya, the supreme and uncontested realities of the treasure dot, the supreme manba, the supreme spring source, the treasure dot. In the khulwa of the fasl and the wasl, you practice continuous fast. So if you were in a state of hunger for some time in your early khulwa, that gives you practice for when you arrive at this one, when even water is removed. So we're describing the alif. We describe it as a triad composed of three parts, three dots, the dots of sainthood, prophethood, and messengerhood. The names of Allah, you might say, circle around the alif. The alif is like a magnet that draws or attracts all the names on all sides. And when you ascend it to the dot, which is the essence of the alif, you arrive at the dot, at the nuqta. How? Well, first you got to know the treasury of the names, khazinatul asma. You understood that the study of messengerhood, prophethood, and sainthood is all founded upon a realization of the names. All are names that are circumambulating or 
in a state of variegation. Hence, all the prophets bring a name, and their levels are in a hierarchy. You have Musa, Isa, Ali, Salatu, Salam. Sayyiduna Adam brings all of the names, the gathering of all the names, not the khazina, the treasury of the names. The prophets, you might say, single out one name from among all the names, and they disclose through that one name, and exist through it, and serve that name, until they return to their station with their Lord, where their Lord places them. Now, the nukta remains after the alif, and it's the secret of how the name generates messengerhood, prophethood, and sainthood in the middle. There is no principle. You plunge into it, and it becomes clear to you. There's no speech here. These are the musallamat, the uncontested truths or realities. You can't speak, there are no words. In the treasury of the secrets, there are no letters, just the alif remains. If at first you imagined that the alif is hayyatun tas'a, it's like a, a living creature that roams, it returns now to its siratah al-ula, to its original form. It becomes alif. Then it turns the dry land into ocean and ocean into dry land. The Sheikh also commented here on the alif lam as a definite article. Alif lam al-ta'rif. And he said, it's what we call alul bayt. They attain this station. And non alul bayt are like Salman. Salman is from my house. From Alu Bayti. But the Alif Lam remains Al. Wa'ala Ali Sayyidina Muhammad. And the Alif Lam then is the Lahu Mulkus Samawati Wal Ard. You learn here to return Mulkus Samawati Wal Ard to its creator. Only Lahu remains. Kullu man alayha fan. All that is upon it is perishing, and the face of your Lord remains possessor of majesty and honor. The Sheikh commented on Al. He says, this is where you truly do salawat on the Prophet ﷺ. The salawat are part of the name itself. The ism contains the salawat, the alul bayt, the names, the rulings, the attributes, the ahadith, the sunnah of action, approvals, and speech. If you know all of this, if you have a sense of the notion of the name, then you'll cultivate reverence for it. If you say that you study the name, but you need other things, then you don't really grasp the name. You master the levels of the name, and it will teach you fiqh, sunnah, hadith, and so on. Ar-Rahman allama al-Qur'an, the All-Merciful, taught the Qur'an. If you have ta'lim for the name to this degree, then you become the tablet for the name. You carry it. And you say, Qulillah, thumma dharhum fi khawdim yal'abun. You say Allah and you let them in their vain play. If you have the name, you have it all. 
Allah is and there is nothing with him. This then is the tashkhis or visualization of the name. I've given you ilm khabari, a theoretical transmitted description of the name. If you do dhikrullah with these notions in mind, then they will gush forth from your heart and you will see the name Allah with your eye. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad kama sallaita ala Sayyidina Ibrahim wa ala ali Sayyidina Ibrahim wa barik ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad kama barakta ala Sayyidina Ibrahim wa ala ali Sayyidina Ibrahim fil alamina innaka hamidun majid.